This is Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint and long-time supporters of the Hurricanes. And shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. It's just gone 8 o'clock here on SENZ. It is time for Hurricane Valley. The next half hour, we are talking Canes. If you're a Canes fan, you've got a question for Norm Hewitt, you've got something you want to get off your chest about the Canes, you can get it through to us 0800 150 811, 0800 150 811, or text us on double eight double three, the Temper Bed Post text machine. Uh, Norm Hewitt, how are you, sir? Just, uh, just struggling to hear you there, Norm. I think we might have a, a, a slight technical difficulty. We'll get that sorted, of course. Um, uh, this is going to be uh, the last Hurricane Valley for the season because the Canes obviously um, went down in that quarterfinal 25, uh, 35-25 uh, to the Brumbies over in Canberra. Um, and, you know, it was a, a game that they led. It was probably one that they let get away a little bit. They were leading 25-15 with about 10 minutes, uh, sorry, 20 minutes to go. And the Brumbies finished over the top of them. And that's, uh, you know, was the story of the game. Flau, Fainga, of course, uh, so big a part of that too for the Brumbies, the way he drives off the back of those. Yeah, that one, okay. Balls. Yeah, got that one, mate. Got that one, Normie. You're in. You're in, mate. Um, We've got the uh, technical difficulty fixed, but uh, yeah, the, the the Canes, mate, are going to going to Canberra off the back of being in Perth uh, just a a week away too long, do you think? I mean, it was that last 20 minutes that really caught up with the team. Oh, look, you can't give any excuses, uh, travel, anything else, Ricardo. The, the boys had enough points in the bank. Uh, they just needed to uh, close it out. And, you know, there were a couple of crucial things that I saw in the game that, that really changed it. I think they, they took off players too early in that second half. Uh, you had Geordie with a bit of a sore, uh, sore wing going on or sore wide uh, way there for a little bit. Uh, the Brumbies really contained Artie Salveer extremely well. You know, when you've got uh, players like Tom Hooper, it just didn't let Artie have any room to move. Um and you've got to give it to the Brumbies. They played it. They played their game, the whole game, where the uh, Hurricanes played their game for the first half, and then the second half they changed their game. And and I don't know um, what it was, but uh, you could see the intensity going out of their game. And mate, it, it changed. And of course, you know, three points in the second half, and the Brumbies twenty. It, that's why it's thirty-five twenty-five, and Hurricanes come home. Yeah, you know, hurricanes uh, do come home. I, I wondered, Norm. You know, there was a to- there was a point in that first half when it was about twenty minutes in when Lynn uh, Ikitao got sent off, got red carded, and at that point the hurricanes were on attack in the Brumbies twenty two, and with the Brumbies down to fourteen men, they opted to kick the three rather than keep the pressure on. Do you think they missed a trick yeah. there? Because if they score a try there. You know, I think they would have blown the lead out to potentially twenty. Uh, would have been what year about twenty to twenty to three at that point. Yeah, and, and look, and you've got to capitalise on those moments, Ricardo. Right, when it goes down to fourteen players, 14, 14 versus fifteen, in a big game like that, there's at least seven points or ten points that you've got to capture, and you know the the pressure and the the uh, intensity was there. It was just some of those little things. I mean, like when you see uh, Rasi throwing that big wide pass and it and it doesn't connect, but he didn't have to do anything because it was a two-on-one. 
in big game uh, matches, those are the things that really, really count in the end. And as we saw with the other uh, quarterfinals, in those big matches, when they pick the tempo up, those are the things that uh, you've got to close out. And, you know, the Brumbies done that um, better than the, the Canes, and it's unfortunate, but that's, that's footy. Well, I mean, we saw it. I mean, it was only a couple of minutes later that Owen Franks got yellow-carded, right? So then it's back to 14-all, but the Brumbies are in the Canes 22. And what did the Brumbies do? They kicked for the line, they took the opportunity, and they scored the try. Well, and and that's, you know, that comes to McKellar's, that's his strategy. Yeah. The Brumbies have had a key strategy all year. They play a very simple game. Let's get it down into their half. Let's keep pressure on. Let's get the penalty. Let's go to the line out, and then we, we change the game. Why? Because they've worked on their number one assault weapon is their line-out drive. And as you, as you were saying before, you know, 40-odd tries just scored through that mechanism. And I saw during the game, um, I think the Brumbies went for they went for something else. And you could see McKellar, you could see him like in the box going, what the heck are you doing, guys? This is our, our potent weapon, and you're not even bringing that to the fore. So, you know, oh, look, I've got to give it to the, the Brumbies. They, they played their game really well. We played our game for the first half. I thought the Hurricanes... That first 20, 25 minutes since that first half, I was going, wow, these guys are on fire. If they can hold that intensity, you had the experienced guys going hard. Like TJ was was on his game. You had Geordie was on his game. You had Colsey who was on his game. And that's where I think they may have taken those experienced players off too early before we could put those young guys on. Mm. And so uh, 35-25 is uh, how it finished. Uh, what about uh, that uh, loose forward three for the for the uh, Hurricanes? Um, you know, Blake Gibson, who has played seven for the Blues previously, Duplessis Karifi, who is a yep. seven, and Adi Savia, who's a seven playing eight. Uh, do you think they were just out physical a bit? They were just outsized in the loose? Well, I, th- I think you go back to who did they target again? They were very tactical within their, their targeting. Anytime Adi got the ball, he wasn't allowed to move. And, you know, Tom Hooper, uh, Rama, and Samu, they done an excellent job of containing. And that, that's what you do in those big games. You go, who's their main weapon? Okay, Adi's up there. We must contain him. They contained Adi really, really well. And got to give it to him. They played that game playing against us. We had... We couldn't get over the line, um, and it uh, told in the end, Ricardo. And again, that's footy. Put your strategy into play. Be very tactical. Stick to your game plan. But when we were getting that physicality in the in that first 20, 25, 30 minutes, that the Brumbies were always on the back foot, and that's where you know you you had uh, Morby score those two beautiful tries, mm. particularly his first one because we just had space, they were complete, uh, completing their sets, their phases, and just let, let the line uh, wide open. So couldn't do that for the whole uh, 80 minutes, and the Brumbies just ground us down and, and um, just played their solid platform. Yeah, they did it well. Uh, they're certainly a side that's going to test the Blues this coming weekend. But, I mean, you know, we've talked in the past about 
the Hurricanes and the fact, you know, this season we talked, I think we talked about it with Chris Gibbs actually, uh, the mixture, you know, you've got Dane Coles, you've got Owen Franks, you've got Artie, you've got TJ, uh, you've got Julian Savia, and then you've got guys like Josh Morby and Aidan Morgan and, you know, some of the younger guys. They've unearthed another batch of really good young players. Was this just a year too, too soon for some of those guys, do you think, in the, in the long run? Well, I, I look at it and think, you know, we didn't get our, our senior players back right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we had Colsey, who was injured, Franks, who was injured, TJ came back injured, gave a lot of opportunity for some of the younger guys to come through. But you cannot beat experience. I think, you know, the, the highlights for me were um, watching we had three first fives come through with um, uh, with Love, and with Bashup, and mm. then with Aidan Morgan, and Aidan really took his opportunity really well. Nothing against Love, I thought Love is uh, has got a, a big future in front of him, but Aidan really took his. Josh Morby came into his own, but we really needed that experienced player and the um, players like Colsey because he just adds a different dynamic. If you're watching him on Saturday, he was wherever he got into something. The physicality he brings, the game structure or the knowledge of the game that he brings, it, it, it cannot always be seen on the field, but coming from that position and watching what he does, you know, he, the example he sets and the uh, intensity intensity he brings, and the same with Franks. Like, yep, he's, he's a chess tackler, right? Yeah. Just happened to be, mate, he's a big man against the little man and um, it comes off yellow card. In some respects, they slowed it down any further. It could have been head on, um, shoulder on head or head on head. So, Geordie, I think, was the uh, also the the big standout for me this year. The, moving from fullback into into second five um, was outstanding. And of course, you've got to look at up until this weekend, Adi Savia, and I was watching or listening reading some of the um, news articles saying, hey, this is what happens when you rely on just one really big player. Uh, and throughout the season, you just can't, cannot but admire and give respect to the work rate that, and then the uh, amount of work that Adi does in the team. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, an, another season, another season, mate, another season, and uh, no doubt, uh, you know, from a All Black point of view, the silver lining is that Artie should be fresh for Ireland, right? Well, he should be, and you know, let's see what happens in the weekend because nothing cemented because there's literally two more All Black trials going on, mm. uh, two this weekend, and when we get to the final, and look, and if. Uh, Divine as uh, Stevie's got us money. I, I agree. I reckon it's going to be a Crusaders um, Blues final, and you know, p- uh, really unfortunate Papali'i because he was he's been playing some outstanding footy. Um, those guys are going to get another shot, and if whoever steps up could get get ahead of Artie, you know, that's just the way it is, and. And the competition is, is really hot, particularly in that loose forward trio. Well, I, I'll ask you this question, mate, because I've I've asked it uh, of Justin Marshall and I've asked it of Steve and I've asked it of a few others. 
We've got Ireland coming, right? We played them in the end of last year. We also played the South Africans twice. We played France as well. And those teams play all three men at the in the back of the scrum are big guys, right? So you need a, a seven the size of an Ethan Blackadder or a Dalton Papali to compete. But by the same token, you need a big eight. And Artie isn't a big eight. Sure, he eats metres, but he's not as yep. big as what you get in Europe. Do, do we need, in this series for Ireland, with 18 tests between now and the World Cup, to be looking at a Hoskin Satutu or to be looking at a Peter Gasua Kula or whoever it may be um, and, and to be cementing them as our all-black eight and actually finding an out-and-out eight like we had with Kieran Reid or Zinzanbrook or Buck Shelford and just sticking with that. Look, there's merit in that absolute statement, uh, Ricardo, and we've got to be you know, strategic when we go into playing these European teams, South Africans, um, why? Because they do play a massive number eight. Now, Adi will always punch above his weight, but when you put an extra 10 or 15 kilos and an extra, you know, 6 or 7 or 10 inches onto somebody, it makes a massive difference when you've got somebody that isn't as big, when you're running at somebody, and that size comes towards you, it does take it out of you. It's showing within the... Um, in the hemisphere that they are playing big three six seven and eight are really big they've got size and they work really well together and we've seen it in the past where we've played a smaller um, loose forward trio we get beaten up and chewed up mm. and it doesn't matter if you have you can eat meters as an individual but can you do that as a three and that's the likes of I you know, look at Ethan Blackadder He's played just about every position, but he's just been outstanding at number seven. And unfortunately, with his injury, he could, you know, that's another one down. Probably, I'm having a, an appendix removed. I think it's we, as much as people are saying, oh, he, he should be right by the final. The reality is, mate, this is an internal organ at the end of the end of one of those squiggly bits in in the puku. Yep. And uh, we've just cut it out and stabled it up. It takes a bit longer than a couple of weeks. And, yeah. and hey, I heard he checked himself out so he could go and watch the game. <laughs> Even that was a risk. But, yeah. you know. That's right. Get some staples, some super glue. I'll be sweet as. No worries. Yeah. No worries. All right. We'll talk more of this and more Hurricanes as well after this. This is Hurricane Valley here on SENZ. Ricardo Ball, Norm Hewitt with you. If you've got a comment you want to make, a question you've got for myself or Norm, 0800 150 is the number. 0800 150 Or you can text us through double eight double three the Temper Bed Post text machine. Hurricane Valley here on SENZ. Ricardo Ball with you. It is 19 past eight. Uh, Norm Hewitt is with us reviewing the hurricane season. Uh, Norm, where do you think um, yeah, between now and next season that Jason Holland and Chris Gibbs will be looking to strengthen this hurricane squad? Well, I think it's, um, it's that completion uh, right at particularly out wide. I don't know what uh, Julian's future is. And then you've got uh, um, Wes Houston. I think yep. Houston, he's 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 off. Um, so you know, what do you do with the likes of you know you've got Morby there, uh, you've got uh, Raizi there. If you can get um, get Raizi to mature within the game, I think you know he's strong. He's got skill. He's got beautiful finishing. It's just those 
little pieces, which is just an experience which can tidy that up. Um, I think you've got a, a, a great combination of TJ staying around and then you've um, the other number nine um, who's who's coming through. Jamie uh, Booth. You've got Jamie Booth, yeah, that's it. And you've got Aidan Morgan. I think that combination, they stay together, it's going to be very, very helpful. And if Geordie stays at, uh, into the centres, uh, Baylor and Sutherland, I think there's a, you know, you've got a great foundation there. Um, don't know what Colsey's uh, going to be doing or Franks. These are two of the real statesmen of the game. You've got some younger props coming through. Uh, Amor is coming through um, as well. Um, maybe we look at that uh, that real second row, and mm. then who's the tradition? Who who's that big number seven that you can go and look for, and or number number uh, six? And don't know if Barty's resigned. I'm not really up with that that full uh, full news. So. But I think they've got to take a step back and go, you know, there were games throughout the season where we should have taken our three points and we could have been in a different position than what we put ourselves in. I think they'll look at um, some of those games where they they made the changes within the teams and maybe they should have just kept with the, with the, um, with the combinations that they ended up with at the end of the season because they did do a lot of changing within the early part of the season, Ricardo. But again, you know, it's, until they get the players who, who they've secured, what have they got to work with? But I think there's enough there to go into next season and say, yep, this season you could say was a bit of a rebuilding. Uh, it didn't start as well as what we what it could have with the injuries. But then you put it up against like other teams, like, you know, Moana Pacifica had the hardest run, I believe, throughout, mm. but they finished really well and they took the Brumbies to pieces. Because the Brumbies took them lightning, um, you, like the the Highlanders, you know they get in. They, their goal was to get to the quarters. They achieved that through a very up and down season. They had a very very up and down season, you know. So I think the coaches will take a step back and say, what was what? Where did we go wrong? What do we need to work on? What are the areas we need to consolidate? And where do we need to go and, and fill some holes in the, uh, in, the in the squad? Well, I think it's uh, something you said in there that makes a lot of sense too, and that was that Aidan Morgan, they only settled on him as the number one, number 10, maybe about halfway through the season. Before that, it was chopping and changing. You know, it was Garden Bashup or it was Ruben Love or it was whoever else. You know, Aidan Morgan got one go, but I thought they gave him that game against Moana just to give their first two choice guys a rest, and then he actually showed up and they went, hang on, we've got something here. You know, it took them a while to get that sorted. So, I mean, I think next season, if they have a nailed on 10 that they can build around, that's got to help consistency, doesn't it? Well, that, that's right. You look at um, you look at Bodhi in the Blues. Mm. Like, coming back from Japan, bit rusty, but look where he is right now because he's he's been there for a long time. You've got to build your team around somebody who can run the game. That's why they've got Richie Moanga down the Crusaders. That's why they've got Bodie Barrett up in the Blues. They build the team around such players of brilliance. And Aidan Morgan has the potential to be one of those players. If we can give him the experience with Jamie Booth and TJ, because they're both experienced, and TJ, if, if he plays another season, that's going to be brilliant. Mm. Then you've got uh, the boy Sullivan in the midfield, uh, because I would, uh, if he was playing, 
like that kid. He's he's got spunk and he's got um, speed and he's got talent. He's and he he reads the game, and I think that's better than Billy Proctor. Um, but you put uh, Geordie in the outside, um, Aiden. I think you've got a great combination, nine, ten, twelve. That you could really consolidate, and as long as you've got the finishers on the outside, and all they do, they have to do is finish. And you've got, you've got Josh Morby, so you've got a fifteen there who's really solid, and he'll just grow. And I think you look at that combination, Ricardo, and that's the foundation. You've just got to get that forward stuff right, and we'll be in a better place. Right now, I want to ask you about Julian Salvia. I know nothing about in terms of how much money he is on. Right, but I wouldn't imagine he would have come to the Hurricanes cheap, right? Because he's a big name. He's a guy with a lot of mana, a guy with a big history. If you're the Canes, um, does it make sense holding on to him? I know that Julian has said that he he wants to be considered as a 12 as well, which, you know, given where Geordie's gone and everything else they've got going on, I don't know if that works. I, you know, it feels to me like the best thing for maybe Julian and for the Hurricanes is if he finds somewhere else, maybe he goes to Moana Pacifica and becomes, you know, one of their poster boys at, at there and, and he can pass on some of that knowledge and maybe makes himself available for, for Manu Samoa uh, in internationals. I don't know. But feels like something like that might be best for both parties. How do you see that situation? Well, look, I, I don't know enough about it, to be honest, Ricardo. So, you know, Adi and Julian and the Severe brothers are true blue Young and black, They've, you know, they've played all their footy here. Whatever they, they do in the future, whatever uh, Julian does in the future, I think, you know, whether he goes and plays somewhere else or he stays um, will be really up to him. And they'll everyone will do their, be doing their reassessing. I don't think they'll do it right now. They'll take a bit of a break and then they'll reassess everything. For where Julian has come back from, from overseas, come back into the Canes, I think he's... He's found himself, and there's there's a good foundation there. Whether he will be selected into the the twenty three twenty four season moving forward, um, and there are plenty of options out there. I'm sure there are plenty of opportunities for Julian if if the Canes decide to say, "This we're gonna we're gonna try something different." Um, but that look, I couldn't answer uh, in much more than that, to be honest, Ricardo. All right, mate. And well, before we let you go, Norm, before we wind up Hurricane Valley for the season, I should get a couple of predictions from you. Crusaders, Chiefs. Well, look, I said that one was going to be difficult, and I kind of put it down to the Tars. The Tars made so many mistakes, and but you've got to give it to the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I don't didn't quite see the um, the finish. The uh, the Blues really put into the um, the Highlanders. Uh, but Crusaders down on their own patch. I look I look at that and say Crusaders will take but I think it's going to be a, a, a amazing battle and it's going to be a must watch game. Yeah, and then uh, so who do the Crusaders play in the final? Is it Blues or the Brumbies? Uh, Blues. 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 Look the you've got to give it to the Highlanders. You know, they, they did put a sticky tape team in there, and they gave it everything. Have you seen, you know, the boys, the Groot, the Groot in the front <laughs> row, just absolutely grooting the, the team and really putting it out under pressure. The Highlanders gave it everything, and then the Blues just changed gear. And when they changed gear, you could see the finishing. So that, that it worked really, really well. Um, that'll, that's, the, that's the final there, Ricardo. 
four New Zealand final. Would have been great for four New Zealand teams. It isn't meant to be in 2022, but it's great to have footy back, spectators in the stadiums, and I've loved every opportunity to be on uh, SENZ mate, and be part of the show. It's been a real privilege to be part of the Hurricane Valley team. Mate, I uh, really uh, thank you for it too, Norma, and I really appreciate your time over the season. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and I've gained a lot of insight uh, and it's been good to have a, a man of your standing and with your history with the franchise on. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for the season. Up I killed a tape. Yeah, go well, go well. This has been Hurricane Valley for the last time this season here on SENZ. When we come back, Lavina Good is going to join us and we're going to talk NRL.